Have you been missing that awkward passing of the offering plate in church? Have you never felt the awkward sensation of donating your pocket money to the offering plate at church? Or the awkward sensation of dropping your quarters and hearing them roll down the floor of the sanctuary? Have we got a digital solution for you? You can help support the Remedial Sunday School podcast through our Patreon, which has a variety of different tiers, including the summer school option where you help offset our SoundCloud hosting costs and buy snack food for the people we rope into helping us edit this, as well as more involved tiers of support where we'll send you random knickknacks, stickers, etc. Who knows? All the details are on our website. Or if you feel led to help caffeinate your remedial Sunday school teachers, we would love you forever. And you can buy us a coffee at the link to buy us a coffee on our website. As always, thank you. You'll be in our hearts. This podcast will discuss controversial subjects and what some may think is a derogatory way. We fully respect everyone's freedom of religion and our freedom of speech. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Remedial Sunday School, where we provide our friend Jen with the Sunday school she missed while growing up secular. And I contribute with the colorful commentary. I'm Tanya, a slightly traumatized former Catholic. I'm Claire, born in the Bible Belt and now living in the Midwest. And I'm Jen. I grew up a godless heathen in a happy secular household. I'm looking forward to being traumatized by the same stories that Tanya and Claire were. Solidarity. So you guys, why don't we explain the hows and whys of why we decided to make this podcast? I study medieval art and religion, an occupation in part motivated by never getting the answers I wanted about how women practice Christianity. I saw the Veggie Tales Jonah movie in theaters and may have participated in biblical skits in the backyard with my homeschool friends in kindergarten. I'm also a scholar of medieval art and religion who has been known to drop some innocuous Christian facts in my day-to-day life. And I'm a scholar of pre-modern and early modern Japanese literature and visual culture. I'd like to assure you all that technically I'm a certified smart person, but Japanese studies has not really helped me understand very much about the Bible, and other religious things. Thus, I have had my mind blown by some pretty basic knowledge about Jesus stuff that uh, Tanya and Claire have just dropped in everyday conversation. Basically, Claire and I, with a group of circulating guests and friends, will provide Jen with the religious education she missed through the lens of our grown-up scholarly experience. Yes, this shall be the most professional, rigorously academic of all podcasts. As always, sources, interesting images, reading recommendations, and whatever else we think might be hilarious will be posted along with the episode. All right. So we are back. It's 2023, and we're not dead yet. So I guess things are going well. Why would you Um, jinx us like that? Just why? Well, we've had a lot of uh, exciting things happen since... The last time we recorded, Jen is now a doctor. Dr. Mm. Jen is in Dr. the house, in the mm. virtual house, in the that virtual closet. Like I'm some sort of like DJ is Dr. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> <A> terrible <laughs> DJ. 
a DJ of erotic Japanese puns. <laughs> Oh, I told Claire about when I was editing your dissertation, how I was like, you need to highlight this pun on Arsenal. It made it in. It made it in. So. Yeah. So one reason we took a longer break is because Jen um, defended her dissertation and then had an insane period of edits, which Mm -hmm. I edited a lot. I've read it a lot. I know a lot about writing Chinese poetry right now. (laughs) Uh, Jen got a big girl job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm an adult now. Finally. It only took 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> and Claire's on fellowship. And I, myself, nice. Tanya, cannot stop saying no to things that come happen. For context, I'm going skiing tomorrow. Oh, wait. Tanya <laughs> asked if I wanted to go and I said no. <laughs> I called Claire and I said, I said, hey, Claire, do you want to go ski on Sunday? And she goes, "Uh, no, (laughs) like immediately. And I'm like, I appreciate your ability to be honest with me. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm going skiing tomorrow. Cross country? No. As downhill as you can get in Wisconsin. (laughs) Okay. Because that was my next question is where are the mountains? Because I have not seen one in Wisconsin. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, uh, we're going to hills. And um, also considering how bad my last experience was about 10 years ago, I think gentle hills is what I need. You know, if the skiing part doesn't work out, I highly recommend getting a sled. It's by far the superior way to, if you must travel down hey, hey, a hill of hey, snow. They, they have, <laughs> no, 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 no. They have a snow tubing. Oh. So, which I've done. It's a lot of fun. So in the future, maybe I will do that. And I really do actually really like skiing and I'm decently good at it. But like, I just wasn't feeling up to it. So I think what Claire wasn't feeling up to was teaching me how to ski. She was like, oh, teaching Tanya how to ski? No, thank you. Even though I'm sure Claire would love to watch me fall repeatedly. <laughs> you guys got to learn to pizza and learn to French fry. And I told good. her Okay, that. okay, 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 okay. Listen, listen. When <laughs> at 10 years, I tried to ski. Well, I did snowboarding first, and I've never been in so much pain in my entire fucking life. Anyway, I blew it, bruised my tailbone. I woke up. It looked like someone took a bag full of rocks and just beat me incessantly with it is what my body looked like. And I was like in peak 17-year-old form. Well, it's been 10 plus years. So peak 17-year-old form. And anyways, we'll see. But I tried to pizza and tried to whatever, stop going down a hill. And I just accelerated. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done. So anyways... It's going to be fun. I'm going with people who either haven't skied in a really long time or have never skied. So it's just going to be a learning experience. And pretty much um, we're just going to go out there until either I, I'm either going to get it or I'm going to not. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I had yeah. my, all of my ski experiences I needed living <clears throat> here. Um, well, you can't yeah. ski now because that's a contact. That's a potential contact sport and you could die. Yeah, also, I, I don't really worry about that because I'm very averse to being in um, anywhere where a potential avalanche could happen is generally where I don't I don't want to go there. So you should ski in Wisconsin because you don't have to worry about avalanches <laughs> in Wisconsin. 
But then if I'm in Wisconsin, why wouldn't I just grab an inner tube and just go down the hill that way? It seems way more fun. <laughs> I can Got sit and go down the hill. I don't have to stand. <laughs> well, I have to say is that if this doesn't work out, I am just tubing from now on till eternity. That sounds like a great plan to me. You could probably hold a beer and do it too at the same time if you're getting, you know, good enough. <laughs> oh my God. We need to go river tubing in Texas, in central Texas. It's lovely in the summer because even though it's hot, the water is ice cold. It's great. We could go to like between Nebraska and South Dakota and go like stock tubing down the Niobrara. It's where you could a stock water tank and float down that. And What's a stock down. water tank? Like a big aluminum cow drinking bowl. <laughs> That is the most, like, Midwest rural farm bullshit I've ever heard in my entire life. You know, having driven through Nebraska, this checks out. They're like, oh, we can't go, we can't go tip any cows here. We'll just, uh, we're just going to go get in the trough and ride down the river. That's a, like, great plan. I wouldn't think that thing would float being, I guess. guess. Yeah, my my dad has a, or my dad, now my brother-in-law has a aluminum which i would not take on the water but you know that's that's their that's their tomb to die in so it's not mine um (laughs) wow i would recycle it and just money from the aluminum but you know uh, no one asked me what to do with the aluminum boat but you know anyways yeah so this is our 10th episode what what? uh our pre um yeah can we can we edit in some like triumphant (laughs) round of applause noises yeah i can find that something majestic and regal akin to (laughs) (laughs) so i'm very excited to be doing this episode which is titled one ring to rue them all and this is about building Solomon's temple. So King Solomon from the Old Testament. David's kid. Have we talked about David? Yes, we talked about David in, uh, we talked about Solomon because with the Song of Solomon. Okay. Well, this is David of killed Goliath. Um, yeah, fame. he's got a few name drops. I, I recall His kid. so far. I don't think we've talked about him at length, but he's. He might be a season two episode. We are going to get to his wives in season two, which currently the episode is titled, I've got nine, I'm problems and 700 bitches are definitely one. But aren't we doing a David and Goliath episode? Because I thought I made a really funny size joke for the title. of. That. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but we're going to deal with the 700 wives first. And yes, uh, the David and Goliath episode is currently number. So number one of season two, which is what you have to look mm. forward to, is the 700 wives of Solomon. And then season two, and then episode two is... It's not the size, it's how you use it, David and Goliath. Anyways, so this story is technically not canon when it comes to canonical texts. This is from a book known as the Testament of Solomon. And this was written by a Jewish Christian between the first and third centuries AD. Though I did see someone say maybe the fifth by like up to the fifth century AD. It was originally written in Greek, so it was translated from Greek, and Jewish Christians were pretty much part of, like, the earliest Christians. 
it's pretty much what the followers of Jesus were because they were Jews, but then they followed Christ, if that makes sense. And Claire may have a better way to explain that, but. And I will say, I probably heard about this story <laughs> from ancient aliens. Got our George Sukalos coming in. <laughs> aliens, it's all aliens. Um, but I will say that <laughs> I will say that pretty much uh, there, uh, according to scholarship and scholars and people that have studied this that this book is pretty much has been based off of previous either books of the bible like the book of enoch which we'll get to at some point which is crazy and i love it and i'm so excited well we'll get to that eventually wait 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 how are we defining crazy in this case because if you ask me we've heard a lot of weird ass shit already I mean, it's pretty cray. Welcome to Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, like you don't really get to read the book of Enoch and there's probably a reason. So we'll get to that in, in due time. But in general, a lot of the themes of this of this text is really coming from early turn of the millennium, like the first millennium time period. So, so would this be from the same time period as when the Christ the Bad Boy texts are coming out of? Yes, just a general summary is that the Testament of Solomon is the story about Solomon, who with his magic ring hmm. controls demons and they build the temple. Do you really want to trust the labor standards of demons? I don't know. Do you think they're unionized? <laughs> yeah, they should be. <laughs> they should be. And also, I would think that the demons would not follow any sort of OSHA safety requirements and they would put his bestest in as much of that temple as they could. <laughs> he is able to control them. So that's part of it. But we have, we do have record in uh, Josephus, who is a really famous Roman, Jewish Roman historian, makes like a kind of offhand remark in one of his many, 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 many books that um he was alive around like 70 CE or whatever, around that time period when Titus went and destroyed the temple. But not the one Solomon the second, built. The second not, one. Yeah, not the second one. The second one, not the first one. That was the Assyrians. <laughs> right. I thought it was the Babylonians. Oh, well, maybe it was the Babylonians. But they inherited the Assyrian Empire? Because there's the Babylonian exile. Yes, 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 yes. So it was the Babylonians who destroyed the first temple. But they inherited their empire from the Assyrians, who I love. Nebuchadnezzar. We'll talk about him under, is this the origin of the name Chad? Biblical douche. (laughs) (laughs) But Josephus, around the time that the second temple was destroyed, which he was a witness to and wrote about for the Romans, and he was a Jewish chronicler. And this is like after Jesus is dead, I believe. Yeah. By like 30 years. Yes. By like 30 years. Yeah. And um, he mentions in his writing that he mentions this belief that Solomon had power over demons so this is probably something where we're going back of like this is part of like a broader oral tradition and themes and stories from a broader oral tradition 
But this written text, the Testament of Solomon, was written down kind of like fan fiction, but pulling off of ideas that already existed in the cultural like zeitgeist. And there may have been written other written texts, but we just don't have them. Like they didn't survive. And this one was pretty popular in the medieval period as well. But not as popular as some other things because Claire probably would have found it. But at the same time, neither one of us are super like apocalyptic people. And we mean that in, <laughs> I say that in the most like scholarly nerdy way. We do not study the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm just imagining like, we're not the most apocalyptic people. We all have a closet full of MREs and, you know, <laughs> 40 gallons of water ready to go just in case. <laughs> My apartment's not big enough to be a prepper. No, no. Although, out in your part of the country, Jen, I think there might be a lot of preppers. Oh, there's a lot of preppers. <laughs> we went to Costco. Um, I, you know, Costco normally does carry like a certain amount of like prepping type supplies, um, in bulk. Um, you can see it at most Costco's, but here it's big. It's a big section. <laughs> 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 it was incredible also the costco is like twice as big as any other costco i've ever been to in my life so it was great <laughs> well i have to say that my friend carlin who lives in california uh definitely into apocalypses so she works on apocalypse things so she is what i would she's she's a scholarly apocalyptic person so um which the stuff she works sounds pretty rad. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, we're not uh, apocalyptic people. My anxiety might be an apocalyptic person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably has something to do with like the rapture theology. Oh, and watching the watching the movies. <laughs> I don't even think I watched the movies. Like I think my mom had the books, but like she didn't let us watch the movies. No, no, just no, was, like... no, 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 no. I mean, you were scared that Jesus was gonna come from your movie. Oh yeah, especially in movie theaters. It wasn't about watching movies at home. It was just in the movie theater. It's a big scary space. I thought you guys were talking about like the comedy movie about the rapture for a second, but clearly this is a different film series oh no and I also I went to summer camp where like a lot of people had like the if the rapture happens you can have this t-shirt t-shirts like those were like oh I see it's some Christian sassiness where they're like (laughs) you people left behind can have my shirt no what's really the the sassy is the logo branded shirts but instead of like the Reese's logo it's Jesus um other christian sayings truthfully if the church offered uh reese's uh, peanut butter cups as part of the the cracker thing and i would probably be more down for being like you mean the body of christ jen yeah the body of christ was chocolate covered peanut butter yeah i mean that sounds pretty great here i'll i'll throw an amazon link into the chat of I have to say it's not a, at least in my Catholic childhood, it was not like a thing that I um I ever Oh, did. Protestants love merchandising. Protestants love merchandising. Catholics, <laughs> we don't need it. Oh, I hate that. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's like dying inside. Oh, I just, such innocent children who would buy this shirt and be like, this is the coolest. <laughs> $16.99. You know, I thought it would be more expensive. No, just just scroll down oh, to the like related from Scroll it. down. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are we oh, all getting the... the same third t-shirt? Do you see the relish one? Uh 
No, I see one that says, ask me about my cow. And I'm very certain that means my wife. Oh, I don't see that. There's one that's sweet Jesus relish. And then there's one with a jam jar that says, Jesus is my jam. I have one that says, y'all need Jesus. Be kind and ask me about my cow, which I feel like is a derogatory thing about. Oh, oh, this is also bringing up fully vaccinated by the blood of Jesus shirts. Ooh, I hate that. I don't, I don't get that one. There's a, there's one that says nacho average Christian. That's just a food-based pun. Like, it's just very, I'm not seeing why that's like. (laughs) Okay, what's really funny is I found the shirt that says, all the text on it is, is tell your friend Veronica. And then in big text and underneath the small text, it says it's time to celebrate Hanukkah. And I don't understand like, oh, it's from the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Oh, (laughs) I know so much more about (laughs) religion than you guys. (laughs) We must be getting targeted advertising because all I have is more products with this design and like a billion different ways you can have uh, Jesus Reese's on it. And then I have Trusted Deals, which is 80s rock vintage music inspired (laughs) shirts, Star Wars, Darth Vader, and some other shirt that has absolutely nothing to do with Christ. Oh no, what have you linked? Um, can we talk about the uh, there's um look at this one. I hate the font on the nacho one. Hmm. Oh, I it's don't like a like worse that. version of eat, pray, love. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've got another good one, and then we can get to the reading the solemn test. But here's here's this one. <laughs> okay, well, I like oh, the word play on oh, this one. Uh, funny. That's <laughs> see, Jen, you can wear that t- we'll get you this t-shirt. And you can wear it um, when we go to the Ark Encounter. It can be part of your... It'll help me camouflage and blend in with the locals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No I say that and they're just like offended. They're like, oh. We hate puns. Okay. <laughs> Are y'all ready to hear some of this amazingness? Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of the sage Solomon. Blessed out the... <laughs> Sorry beautiful it's a beautiful introduction (laughs) (laughs) blessed art thou O lord god who didst give solomon such authority glory to thee and might unto the ages amen and behold when the temple of the city of jerusalem was being built and the artificers were working thereat Ornias, the demon, came among them towards sunset. He took away half the pay of the master workman, who I'm just going to call the foreman. He took away half the pay of the foreman's little boy, as well as half his food. He also continued to suck the thumb of his right hand every day, and the cello grew thin, although he was very much loved by the king. Hold up. Is the demon sucking his thumb or the child? The child um, has a thumb-sucking problem, but he's also sucking thumb because uh, the demon has been stealing half of his food. I don't really follow cool. the logic on that, truth be told. Because <laughs> he's so hungry, he's sucking his thumb. That's, that's not a thing, is it? <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't have a thumb sucking problem until I was like a little too old. Um, <laughs> so I don't really know. Ornias, how do you? S- Sorry, continue. O R N I A S, Ornias. Okay. 
Okay. So King Solomon called the boy one day and questioned him, saying, quote, Do I not love thee more than all the artisans who are working in the temple of God? Do I not give thee double wages and a double supply of food? How is it that day by day and hour by hour thou growest thinner? But the child said to the king, quote, I pray thee, O king, listen to what has befallen all that thy child hath. After we are all released from our work on the temple of God after sunset, when I lay down to rest, one of the evil demons comes and takes away from me one half of my pay and one half of my food. Then he also takes hold of my right hand and sucks my thumb. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. It was already kind of Freudian and now it's just uh, getting so much worse. And lo, my soul's oppressed and my body waxes thinner every day. Okay, so never mind what I just said. Yes, the demon is sucking on his, on the child's thumb, I guess, draining his life source. Is this like a succubus kind of thing? <laughs> like... I would, I mean, I would say yes, as especially in the fullest sense of the suck hubis. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it so bad though? Like we like have like we in America with our um, you know, issues with like obesity and stuff. You know, if a demon were to come suck on my thumb in the middle of the night and I lost like twenty pounds, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, just saying. Just don't take my money, though, because I really don't have any. But (laughs) women do a lot of strange things and harmful things for weight loss. Mm. And I just want to acknowledge that this is not the worst thing. I mean, it is a demon, though. Anyway. Now, when I, Solomon, heard this, I entered the temple of God and prayed with all my soul night and day that the demon might be delivered into my hands and that I may gain authority over him. So he wants to dominate him. Yeah, suddenly first person too. Yes. And it came about through my prayer that grace was given to me from the Lord Sabbath by Michael, his archangel. So here's some of that archangel sexiness that uh, people don't always uh, get angel hierarchy claire anyways yeah protestants don't talk much about (laughs) angels but there's some very sexy portraits of archangel michael at the minneapolis institute of art so uh claire was really um was was taking lots of pictures of michael and it was like turning into a michael stan account in the summer when we're in italy i think we're gonna have to look for some more sexy michael imagery didn't wasn't there a a sexy statue of like lucifer or something that was making it around social media a while back i think i don't know some version of the devil satan or lucifer or whatever there's too many names for the the guy or multiple guys but there was a sexy we'll one. get to it like oh this is too sexy and then someone made so was that the little nas x i'm butchering it. Is that no the guy's name? no this was an actual statue and i think it was like commissioned by like a I forget who commissioned it, and then, like, after the first statue was made, they're like, whoa, you made the devil way too hot, and so they commissioned it again? And I'm, it I mean, that's, like, the point, before. right? <laughs> oh, I do know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I think I read an art new, art net news mm. article about it or something. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, that's, like, the point. Is he supposed so. to be hot? Just saying. Um. Anyways. <clears throat> 
Uh, and it came about through my prayer that grace was given to me from the Lord's Sabbath by Michael, his archangel. He brought me a little ring having a seal consisting of an engraved stone and said to me, quote, Take, O Solomon, king, son of David, the gift which the Lord God has sent thee, the highest Sabbath. With it thou shalt lock up all the demons of the earth, male and female, and with their help thou shalt build, build up Jerusalem. But thou must wear the seal of God, and this engraving of the seal of the ring sent thee is a penta, pentafa. It's a pentagram and a circle. Ah, so is this God's ring or Satan's ring that the devil's giving? Okay, this is God's ring that is being given to Solomon through the archangel Michael so Solomon can control demons. Oh, the demon doesn't give him the ring. Archangel Michael does. Uh-uh. Yes. I'm tracking. Cool. Hmm. Yes. So if you were to compare this to Lord of the Rings... Which I am. <laughs> <laughs> Always. It's how I live my life. Comparing everything to Lord of the Rings. Is this more of a Rings of Power comparison than Lord mm. of the Rings? Jen, have you watched Rings of Power? I think I watched the first three episodes and then dissertation times happened and I Okay, fell so off we won't the... spoil it. Oh no no no. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm still gonna keep it I'm still gonna keep it at the beginning that uh and just in general is because this kind of turns things on its head is that um if Solomon is like Sauron crafting the ring of power, technically did not did Sauron and forging the ring of power didn't wasn't he pulling on like forces from like his like ultimate god master melkor universe melkor morgoth and then morgoth whatever the fuck anyways and then mount doom is archangel in this analogy wait i'm getting mixed up because i'm just trying to say that sauron and solomon have a lot in common okay why did it suddenly go into first person and also does that mean that at the beginning when they were like oh praise god for blessing being blessed by solomon i'm like that seems a little no it, it's just it just switched person okay okay but yeah no it's um if you've ever watched a uh, supernatural which i I love um at least like the earlier seasons uh anyways they'll draw like a pentagram in a circle mm -hmm. to trap demons and like confine them like summon them and mm. then they can't like get out I've used this in phasmophobia it's a video game my only supernatural knowledge comes from tumblr so it's a pretty like I thought you were gonna say my only supernatural and not like supernatural the show but just supernatural <laughs> general you're like my, I thought you were about to say my supernatural knowledge comes from Tanya. <laughs> no, my knowledge of the show Supernatural only comes from like weird niches of Tumblr. So it's probably really bad. Honestly, I have to say like there's some parts that are like really good. And I'm pretty sure Jen, your sister, sent me a gif from Tanner's favorite episode of Supernatural. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I think Jackie has seen all of Supernatural. Big fan. I think Jackie and I have lots in common. I think you do too. <laughs> Someday you have to meet and then 
in you know, person. not just be like <laughs> silent gif exchangers <laughs> and tiktok exchanges we have an entire relationship that you don't understand <laughs> more than words <laughs> more than words more than words it gives to <laughs> an image macros they say that um <laughs> pictures are worth a thousand words what do mm-hmm. what how much are gifts worth oh a lot more because it's just a lot of a lot of images being you know shown together at once to simulate motion so there you go oh also i do want to point out in this text there's actually a drawing of the pentagram ah excellent. in case you didn't get it yeah why don't so. what they call it though what did they call it in the text though they didn't say pentagram it was a pentacircle or something pent alpha pent alpha that's weird but okay <laughs> i mean you could also pronounce it pentalpha but pent alpha seemed the best i don't know it's all greek to me ao <laughs> ao i like that you get it because this was originally written in greek you get it you get, get it? it i get it i get it so we have archangel michael right yeah michael is yes. giving solomon a pretty god ring and is like control some demons this is like a very sweet proposal almost one ring rule them all okay and i solomon was overjoyed and praised and glorified the god of heaven and earth and on the morrow so he he slept on it i called the boy <laughs> and gave him oh this is kind of fucked he said i called the boy and gave him the ring and said to him quote take this and at the hour in which the demon shall come unto thee throw this ring at the chest of the demon and say to him quote in the name of god king solomon calls thee hither and then do thou come running to me without having any misgivings or fear in respect of aught thou mayst hear on part of the demon. <laughs> so you throw the ring at demons. That's how you use the ring. It's like a pokeball. You know, and that makes me like it more. You know, I was skeptical, Tanya, and then you just said it was a pokeball. <laughs> I don't know anything about Pokemon because my parents thought it was demonic. They are monsters. They are pocket monsters is what it stands for. So, you know, they might have been on to something. <laughs> they are, a lot of them are based on uh, Japanese. I mean, I don't think they literally thought it was demonic. They just thought it was like, foreign. <laughs> no, I think they just thought like kids were getting too obsessed with it and they didn't want us to get they weren't wrong about that part. It's still going strong. <laughs> so, uh, Claire, so pretty much whenever you, when you're trying to catch Pokemon, you'll like throw a pokeball at it it basically looks like tanya's microphone with red accents on it and yeah it, it opens up and oh so and it like catches the monster yeah it's like sucks him inside kind of like a ghostbusters type uh, yeah oh and there's a lot of debate in the pokemon yeah. community about what happens to the pokemon while it resides in the pokeball like what's is going it like on doctor there? who is that it's larger on the inside we don't know <laughs> we don't know and also like are they aware of themselves in the pokeball or are they like in some sort of coma there's also a thing where like you can't have too many people in the you can't have too many pokemon in the pokeball and then Mm -hmm. there's like ash's relationship with pikachu and pikachu refuses to go into the pokeball he's Mm -hmm. like he's like immune to it Mm -hmm. anyways but pretty much 
this child is throwing the ring of Solomon at the demon and the demon's <laughs> going to be sucked in as if he was being sucked into a pokeball. It's kind of incredible. I'm liking this ring. I thought it was kind of stupid that the mechanism of action was throwing the ring at the chest of the demon. But now that I know it's a pokeball, this is great. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Loving this so far. I don't think he should have entrusted a child to do that. Like maybe he should have, you know, manned up and went down to the wherever they were the depot or whatever and gotten the demon himself i don't think uh, he should have used the child as the, the first round of experimentation but then again i'm also given everything we've talked about so far this season not entirely surprised that this is the route it took so the child took the ring and went off and behold at the customary hour Ornias, the fierce demon, came like a burning fire to take the pay from the child because Onias needed to go to the bar and get smashed, <laughs> obviously. Why does a demon need money? <laughs> I don't know. But the child, according to the instructions received from the king, threw a ring at the chest of the demon, like a pokeball, and said, King Solomon calls thee hither. And then he went off at a run to the king, but the demon cried out loud, saying, which I guess the demon trapped in the ring can still speak to the child. Child, why hast thou done this to me? Take the ring off me, and I will render to thee the gold of the earth. Only take this off me, and forbear to lead me away to Solomon. I'm kind of confused. Is he wearing? Yeah, I don't know. But the child said to the demon, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, I will not brook thee, so come hither. And the child came at a run, rejoiced to the king, and said, I have brought the demon, O king, as thou didst command me, O my master. Suddenly British. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> just imagining, like, Oliver Twist or whatever. No, please, Sir Solomon, I bought the ring. <laughs> And behold, he stands before the gates of thy court, the court of thy palace, crying out, and supplicating for loud voice, offering me the silver and gold of the earth, if I will only bring him unto thee. And when Solomon heard this, he rose up from his throne and went outside into the vestibule of the court of his palace, and there he saw the demon shuddering and trembling. He said to him, Who art thou? And the demon answered, I am called Ornias. And Solomon said to him, <laughs> Tell me, O demon, to what zodiological sign thou art subject. It's a Pisces. <laughs> You're so right. To the water pourer <laughs> and those who are consumed with desire for the noble virgins upon earth. And then there's a break in the text. Gotta have a pause. Intermission. Crickets. Yes. These I strangle. But in case, so I'm really confused. Does he strangle? I want to know. But there is a break in the text, so we will never know. But in case there is no disposition to sleep, I have changed into three forms. Whenever men come to be enamored of women, I metamorphose myself to a comely female. And I take hold of the men in their sleep and play with them. Hey, What? If he's going to be when they're sleeping, why does he even need to transform? <laughs> and after a while, I again take to my wings and hie me to the heavenly regions. I also appear as a lion. And I am commanded by all the demons. I am offspring of the archangel Uriel. 
the power of God. So this just got like really freaking. So pretty much Uriel had a demon. Oh, so this is your wait. Are angels supposed to have demons? <laughs> no, I think this is one of the. Um, I think this is one of the angels that fell with, um, Lucy who felt, <laughs> oh, 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 it's Satan. Oh, so it's another, the man of many names. <laughs> okay. I mean, it seems that sometimes people, he's either Satan, but he's also sometimes, um, like, lucifer's brother but that just seems to be lucifer in a... had a brother yeah it's confusing we'll just okay. leave it at that okay okay but this uh ornias is commanded by satan aka uriel and probably he's in the ring or not in the ring because it said he was trembling so is it just like a ring on the ground going or like <laughs> i guess it like captured him like a pokeball but then he also but then he was wearing the ring hmm. i hmm. don't fully understand the full picture of how this ring works i think a pokeball would have made more sense but you know hmm. so now he's like wearing it like he's chained well well though it looks like there might be some some clarification but probably not it's probably all just is gonna who knows so is the kid like frodo in this scenario like carrying the ring <laughs> he was but now oh or Nias, i guess is like one of the kings of men who is now entrapped by the power of the ring and but was already a Nazgul slash creeper before he was seduced by the power of the ring that holds him imprisoned. Cool. That's the best I can come up with. I miss the Pokeball. I I wish it was, yeah. Anyways. I, Solomon, having heard the name of the archangel, prayed and glorified God, the Lord of heaven and earth, and I sealed the demon and set him to work at stone cutting so he might cut the stones in the temple, <laughs> which lying along the shore had been brought by the Sea of Arabia. But he, fearful of the iron, continued and said to me, quote, I pray thee, King Solomon, let me go free and I will bring you all the demons. And as he was not willing to be subject to me, I prayed the archangel Uriel to come and succor me, and I forthwith beheld the archangel Uriel coming down to me from the heavens. So he called his dad, Uriel's, mm. I mean, Ornias's dad. Hmm. And the angel bade the whales of the sea come out of the abyss, and he cast his destiny upon the ground, and that destiny made subject to him the great demon. And he commanded the great demon and bold Ornias to cut stones at the temple. And accordingly, I, Solomon, glorified the God of heaven and maker of the earth. And he bade Ornias come with his destiny and gave him the seal, saying, Away with thee, bring me hither the prince of all the demons. The introduction of the whales was a little confusing. 
So can you just like carry your destiny around like a magic bag? Like I guess. Hmm. Maybe it's like it just like hangs over your head, you know, like some of those movies where they're like have the countdowns till you die, your destiny just like interesting. So Ornias took the finger ring and went off to Beezable, which I think is Bees of uh, Bez Beezabub? Yeah, Bezelbub. Yes, Bezelbub. It went off to Beelzebub. Who has kingship over the demons? He said to him, quote, Hither Solomon calls thee. But Beelzebub, having heard, said to him, Tell me who is this Solomon of whom thou, thou speakest to me? Because Beelzebub's like, What the fuck, man? I don't know who this who this guy is. <laughs> Do I have to go? <laughs> then Ornias threw the ring at the chest of Beelzebub, saying, Solomon the king called thee. But Beelzebub cried aloud with a mighty voice, because I guess he'd been trapped by the pokeball ring, and shot out a great burning flame of fire. And he arose and followed, or came to Solomon. And when I saw the prince of demons, I glorified the Lord God, maker of heaven and earth. And I said, quote, Blessed art thou, Lord God Almighty, who hast given to Solomon thy servant wisdom, the assessor of the wise, and hast subjugated unto me all the power of the devil. And I questioned him and said, Who art thou? The demon replied, I am Beelzebub, and all the demons have their chief seats close to me. And I, it is... Who make manifest first each demon. And he promised to bring to me in bonds all the unclean spirits. And I again glorified the God of heaven and earth. As I do always give thanks unto him. And uh, also comment about how Solomon's got uh, 700 old wives. So um, this may be uh, pretty uh, interesting. I then asked the demon if there were any females among them. Oh no. Is he going <laughs> to fuck a lady demon? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, Solomon really likes the poker ring. <laughs> I like how Solomon is like, I've got 700 wives, but I want to check out these lady demons. But I'm always down to getting my dick wet in a new bond. <laughs> <laughs> how many wives does one need? <laughs> so many. Um Ugh. And when he told me that there were, I said I desired to see them. So Beelzebub went off at a high speed and brought unto me Onoskelis, that had a very pretty shape, and the skin of a fair-hued woman, and she tossed her head. And uh, listeners, you dismiss me <laughs> tossing my head, <laughs> trying not to lose my headphones in the process. <laughs> and when she was come, I said to her, "Oh my." <laughs> Tell me, who art thou? But she said to me, I am called Onoskelis, a spirit rot. Lurking upon the earth, there is a golden cave where I lie, but I have a place that ever shifts. At one time I strangled men with a noose, at another I creep up from the nature to the arms. Worms? But my most frequent dwelling places are the precipices, caves, ravines. Oftentimes, however, do I consort with men in the semblance of a woman, and above all, with those of a dark skin. For they share my star with me, since they it is who privily or openly worship my star, without knowing that they harm themselves, and but whet my appetite for further mischief. 
for they wish to provide money by means of memory. But I supply little to those who worship me fairly. And I Solomon questioned her about her birth, and she replied, I was born of a voice untimely, the so-called echo of a man's or door, dropped in a wood. I don't know what that means. This is some word salad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. I will say that, um, Onos, uh, Onoskelis, I really would like to reside in a golden cave. That sounds like a nice spa day to me. I also am a fan of straggling men. Yeah, although I'm not cruel with her racial profiling that she seems to be doing with the 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 the, the, ra- the racism. The racism is not great, but I will say that another. While it, she does say a dark skin, like different interpretations of that. One translation does say honey colored. Okay. And you have to think about too, is in this time period, people who were poor, they would labor. And so the sun would tan their skin. Okay. So she might not be racist. She could be classist. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's better. Um, but okay (laughs) so i mean there's a there's a variety of meetings but um yeah and also like one translation is honey colored so what is like honey comes in a variety of different colors so i don't really know what that means either depends on the grade of the honey and which flowers the bees are well yes Yes, I can. I can tell I have a very dark, dark, dark honey that I got from um, Italy that is made from uh, the pollen of, I think, hazelnuts or chestnuts, something, some sort of nut. It's a very savory honey. I would not just, you can't eat it. Let's put it this way. You cannot eat it by the spoonful. Okay. However, if you drizzle it on nice cheese. I was just going to say, it sounds like it would be fantastic. Like a brie. On a soft cheese. Mm. Exactly. And I said to her, under what star dost thou pass? And she answered me, under the star of the full moon, reason that the moon travels over most things. It's not a star, it's a moon. Then I said to her, and what angel is it frustrates thee? And she said to me, he that in thee or through thee is raining and i thought she that she mocked me and bade a soldier to strike her but she cried out loud and said i am subjected to thee o king by the wisdom of god given to thee by the angel joel why are all these angels having demons um yeah or it might even be joel but okay mm-hmm. this is sexist So I commanded her to spin the hemp for the ropes used in the building of the house of God, and accordingly, when I had sealed and bound her, she was so overcome and brought to naught as to stand night and day spinning the hemp. And I have to say that as someone who studies textiles, pre-modern textiles, having a woman spin and weave is just like, oh yeah, what else will women do for me? She's a demon. I bet she could cut blocks too. He's like, no, she must get to the women's work and make ropes because she can spin and weave. And I have once been another demon to be led unto me and instantly there approached me the demon Asimodius. May sound familiar. I know that one. 
He also appears in the Book of Tobit and many, 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 many demon movies. He's also in Dungeons and Dragons. Who art thou? But he shot me a glance of anger and rage and said, And who art thou? And I said to him, Thus punished as thou art, answerest thou me? But he with rage said to me, But how shall I answer thee? For thou art a son of man, whereas I was born an angel seed by a daughter of man, so that no word of our heavenly kind addressed to the earthborn can be overweening. Wherefore also my stars brighten heaven, and men call to it, some the wane, and some the dragon's child. I keep near unto the star, so ask me not many things, for thy kingdom also after a little time is to be disrupted, and thy glory is but for a season, and short will be thy tyranny over us, and then we shall again have free range over mankind, so as that they shall revere us as if we were gods, not knowing men that they are the names of the angels set over us. Hmm. Okay. So they're in a bit of like a pissing contest, but who should introduce themselves first? Yes. What's <laughs> your right. name? No, what's your name? What's your name? No, what's your name? <laughs> and also, uh, this is also like the whole thing of like where demons are from. Demons um, are, at least in this kind of understanding, is that it's a human woman who mates with an angel, which creates a demon. I mean, Makes a lot of sense. Couldn't the angels just not? I mean, I imagine it's not the human, the human woman who's overpowering these these angels and being like, "Hey, let's make a demon baby." <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> questions I don't think will have satisfactory answers. Probably not. And I, Solomon, on hearing this, bound him more carefully and ordered him to be flogged with thongs of axide, and to tell me humbly what his name and what his business and he answered me thus i am called asmodeus among mortals and my business is to plot against the newly wed so they may not know one another and i sever them utterly by many calamities and i waste away the beauty of virgin women and stretch their hearts (laughs) yes claire do you have a comment no (laughs) so he fucking hates newlyweds (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i said to him is this thy only business because obviously that's not enough and he answered me i transport men into fits of madness and desire when they have wives of their own so that they leave them and go off by night and day to others that belong to other men with the result that they commit sin and fall into murderous deeds i don't know asmodeus kind of sounds like a badass just me um and i adjured him by the name of the lord sabbath saying fear god asmodeus and tell me by which angel thou art frustrated but he said by raphael the archangel that stands before the throne of god but the liver and gall of the fish put me to flight when smote over ashes of the tamarisk i asked him again i yeah i asked him again and said Hide not aught from me, for I am Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Tell me the name of the fish which thou reverest. And he answered, It is the Galanos by name, and is found in the rivers of Assyria. Wherefore, it is that I roam about in those parts. 
Ayo, my favorite place made a new um appearance. I love Assyria. So yeah. I guess like he's like kind of telling on himself, like if you smoke over a tamarisk, whatever that is. Oh, oh, on uh charcoal. Oh. Um, also this calls back to the book of Tobit where Raphael instructs him, I guess, Solomon to use the gall, heart, and liver for various cures. Or to Tobit that you're supposed to use the gall hard liver fractures. So I guess if you smoke them over charcoal, you will um, make Asmodeus go go away. So um, I guess this summer we'll get like a charcoal grill and we'll just make sure we smoke all the fish, gall, heart, and livers. Does Airbnb have a category for that? Like, <laughs> you know, if, if you go to a, an Airbnb in Alaska, there might be a smoker like on site that you can use after fishing. You can use it to uh, smoke your fish after. All we need is a charcoal grill. Mm-hmm. And I said to and I said to him, "Hast thou nothing else about the Asmodeus?" And he answered, "The power of God knoweth which hath bound me within." dissoluble bonds of yonder one seal that whatever i have told thee is true i pray thee king solomon condemn me not to go into water but i smiled and i said to him as the lord god of my fathers liveth i will lay iron on thee to wear but thou shalt also make the clay for the entire construction of the temple treading it down with thy feet and I ordered them to give him ten water jars to carry in. And the demon groaned terribly and did the work I ordered him to do. And this I did because that fierce demon Asmodeus knew even the future. And I, Solomon, glorified God who gave me gave wisdom to me, Solomon, his servant. And the liver of fish and its gall I hung on the spike of a reed and burned it over Asmodeus because of his being so strong and his unbearable malice was thus frustrated. So he's just poking the bear. Yeah, he gets Asmodeus to tell on himself what like, pisses him off, and then he's, like, doing it to him. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing why this didn't make the canonical <laughs> cut. It's like... Why? I just this don't... is also, like, the foundation of demonology. Just want to put that out there. So is this, like, what... What's his face who writes the Angels and Demons books? <laughs> Dan Brown. Dan Brown. <laughs> My favorite thing about those books is just that, like, he just, like, declares that, like, this field of symbology exists and that there's a professorship at Harvard for it. And it's just like, no. Honestly, like, yes, no, that's bullshit. Two, also, pretty much what it tells me about, quote, unquote, symbology is that um this guy's an art historian with a cooler name and as far as i know claire and i have yet to find the holy grail i have not been able to get into specific uh buried dead bodies in rome however i have seen plenty of blo- above ground i mean are you really trying though like it just feels like you know if Dan Brown can do it this easily. Hey, you guys are so hey. trying hard enough. <laughs> we we obviously just don't have enough white male energy to become the <laughs> main characters. <laughs> you just have to become a middle aged man who is definitely not a self insert of the author, 
who is gets all the attractive academic ladies who are half of his age to follow him around and be like, eh, you're so smart, Dan Brown. I mean, whatever the name of the character is in these books. <laughs> and then, you know, you'll find the Holy Grail in no time. Like he's Solomon or something. Anyways. <laughs> and I summoned again to stand before me, Beelzebub, the prince of demons. And I sat him down, raised seat of honor and said to him, why art thou alone, prince of the demons? And he said to me, Because I alone am left of the angels of heaven that come down. For I was the first angel in the first heaven, being entitled Beelzebub, and now I control all those who are bound in Tartarus. But I too have a child, and he haunts the Red Sea, and on any suitable occasion he comes up to me again, being subject to me and reveals to me what he has done and I support him. Hell, he's a loving father. Even the devil will support his child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seems like a good dad. Also Tartarus. Yes. Seth- Tartarus is hell. Okay. Thought it was like a Greek one. <laughs> I know it's, this is a Greek text. I just thought it was, you know. Yes, so it's like it's Tartarus is referring to hell. Also, um, the word Tartar, which is what the Italians and Western Europeans called the Mongols because they were like these creatures from hell, the Mongols. So they called them the Tartars as hmm. pretty much saying that they were like demons from hell. So yeah. And I, Solomon said to him Beelzebub what is thy employment and he answered me I destroy kings I ally myself with foreign tyrants and my own demons I set on to men in order that the latter may believe in them and be lost and the chosen servants of God priests and faithful men I excite unto desires for wicked sins and evil heresies and lawless deeds and they obey me and I bear on them to deduction, for I inspire men with envy and desire for murder and for wars and sought of me and other evil things, and I will destroy the world. Quite a list there. I just do a little bit of everything. A dabble. A dabble. Yeah. <laughs> so I said to him, bring to me thy child who is as thou sayest in the Red Sea. But he said to me, because he's a good dad, he's a protective father, I will not bring him to thee, but there shall, but there shall come to me another demon called Ephipus, 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 Ephipus. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just picturing this as a fan fiction where someone's got their spreadsheet of all their original characters. <laughs> it's like these are the worst OCs. <laughs> this demon. <laughs> Is there a Mary Sue in this? Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. Epipapus EP is an Arabian wind demon. Oh. oh. Him will I bind, and he will bring him up from the deep unto me. And I said to him, How comes thy son to be in the depths of the sea, and what is his name? And he answered me, Ask me not, for thou canst not learn from me. However, he will come to thee by any command and will tell thee openly. Didn't he just tell him his name? No, he didn't tell him the name of his son. He said he called another, he called the wind demon, not his sea demon son. 
Yes, because he's a good dad. Because Beelzebub mm-hmm. is a good dad who does not want to out his son to Solomon. Yeah, you mean he's not willy-nilly offering up his own son as a sacrifice to some sort of, you know, <laughs> megalomaniacal <laughs> figure? Cool. I like this guy. <laughs> I said to him, tell me by what angel thou art frustrated. And he answered, by the holy and precious name of the almighty God, called by the hero, he- Hebrews. <laughs> I love it. The Hebrews. <laughs> Bruh. The, he- <laughs> the Hebrews by a row of numbers, which of which the sum is 644. And among Greeks, it is Emmanuel. And if one of the Romans adjure me by the great name of the power Elith, I disappear at once. Which, by the way, the Romans did not exist during this time period of Solomon. But I digress. I, (laughs) Solomon, was astounded when I heard this, and I ordered him to solve Theban marbles. And when he began to solve the marbles, the other demons cried out with a loud voice, howling because of their king, Beelzebub. But I saw him and questioned him, saying, If thou wouldst gain a respite, discourse to me about the things in heaven. And Beelzebub said, Hear, O king, if thou burn gum and incense and bulb of the sea with nard and saffron and light seven lamps and an earthquake, thou wilt firmly fix thy house. And if being pure, thou light at thou light them at dawn and the sun alight then wilt thou see the heavenly dragons how they win themselves along and drag the chariot of the sun sun had a chariot in this and also this is a very specific ritual like you have to you have to be ready at all times to do it because you never know when earthquake is coming is fucking with solomon that's what i think is happening but i could be wrong and I, Solomon, having heard this, rebuked him and said, Silence for this present, and continue to saw the marbles as I command thee. And I, Solomon, praised God and commanded another demon to present himself to me. And one came before me who carried his face high up in the air, but the rest of the spirit carried, curled away like a snail. And it broke through the few soldiers and raised also a terrible dust on the ground and carried it upwards and then again hurled it back to frighten us and and asked what questions I could ask as a rule. And I stood up and spat on the ground in that spot and sealed with the ring of God. And forthwith the dust wind stopped. Then I asked him, who art thou, O wind? Then he once more shook up a dust and answered me. So I'm just imagining like like a little slug demon. <laughs> what wouldst thou have, King Solomon? I answered him. Thou tell me what thou art called, and I would fain ask thee a question. But so far I give thanks to God who has made me wise to answer their evil plots. But the demon answered me, I am the spirit of the ashes, Ephros. I said to him, what is thy pursuit? And he said, I bring darkness on men and set fire to fields and bring homesteads to naught. But most busy am I in summer. However, when I get an opportunity, I creep into the corners of the wall by night and day. For I am offspring of the great one and nothing less. Accordingly, I said to him, under what star dost thou lie? And he answered, in the very tip of the moon's horn, when it is found in the south. Not a star. 
for <laughs> not a, these demons have no idea what a star is just all part of the moon for i had been bitten to astray in the convulsions of the hemitarian fever and this is why many men pray to the hemitarian fever using these three names Boltala, thawal mel melchal and i heal them and i said to him so he's a good slug demon i said to solomon when therefore thou wouldest do harm by those aid dost thou do it but he said to me by the angels by whom also the third day's beaver lulled to rest so i questioned him and said and by what name and he answered that of the archangel Azel. And I summoned the archangel, Azel, who I personally, Tanya, has never heard of, and set a seal upon the demon and commanded him to seize great stones and toss them up to the workmen on the higher parts of the temple. And being compelled, the demon began to do what he was bidden to do. There's got to be an easier way to outsource labor. He is like, he is getting all the labor. He's getting all this labor. And he's just like harassing these He's union busting is what he's doing. (laughs) I bet all the laborers had a union going on and they were all like, this Solomon guy is stealing half of our money somehow in the middle of the night. We we, we got to do something about this. And then he's like, no, I'm just going to undercut all of these workers by making demons do everything. This guy. Solomon just kind of seems kind of like he's just poking the bear for no reason. But anyway. And I glorify God afresh. And there came seven spirits, females, bound and woven together, fair in appearance and comely. What an incel. He called them females. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Solomon, seeing them, questioned them and said, Who are ye? But they, with one accord, said with one voice, We are of the 33 elements of the cosmic ruler of the darkness. And the first said, I am deception. The second said, I am strife. The third, I am. (laughs) The third, I am Clothod, which is battle. The fourth, I am jealousy. The fifth, I am power. Someone on when they wrote this. The sixth, I am error. (laughs) (laughs) Like like demon. Um, the the sixth, I am error. The seventh. I am the worst of all, and our stars are in heaven, seven stars humble and sheen and all together, and we are called, as it were, goddesses. We change our place all and together, and together we live, sometimes in Lydia, sometimes in Olympus, sometimes in a great mountain. (laughs) This is, this is weird. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Are these supposed to be like the gods and goddesses of other religions and the reimagining yes. of the demons? And so these are like the like the Olympian lady gods. Yeah. So this is like the Ple- uh Pleiades, uh like the star cluster, the Pleiades, and um, mm-hmm. um grouping evil spirits by sevens is common in Babylonian Jewish folklore. But why would the constellation move? Because it's planets that move, not constellations. Well, clearly they don't understand the difference between a moon and a star, so we can't trust anything about what they're going to be saying (laughs) from an astronomical perspective. Possibly, however, the seven planets are here in question, though this is unlikely, for they do not tally with the description. That's the translator's note. 
I would request that the translator please translate this in English because so much of this just does not make <laughs> any fucking sense. <laughs> As a fellow translator. <laughs> I need this to be like storyboarded out and felt original yeah. Sunday school style. Yeah. Um, it just uh, doesn't, a lot of the language does not seem to make any sense. And it's like they were trying to use old timey why me. When was this translated? Out of curiosity. Um, in this translation <laughs> is from 1898. That explains a lot. It is compared with a different translation from 1983. And this digital edition is from 1997. All right. There's a lot happening here in the story. It's... There is. Whatever happened to that little boy? Is he just gone from now on? Does he ever get his money back? I'm sure he's just dead. I think we should option the movie rights. Especially if we do it with like a psychedelic kind of animation or whatever that is designed for to be like deliberately trippy. Oh my god. It has to be cartoon animated and we have to have our slug. He burns farms. It's true. <laughs> but he also heals people if you pray about the right thing. So, you know, he's, he's a mixed bag. He's nuanced. So I saw them and questioned them one by one, beginning with the first and going down to the seventh. Of course he did. He went down. The first said, I am deceptive. <laughs> I don't think Solomon goes down. <laughs> Probably not. Who knows? Maybe that's why he has wives. 700 wives. <laughs> <laughs> the first said, I am deception. I deceive and weave snares here and there. I wet and excite heresies. But I have an angel who frustrates me. Lama Chalal. <laughs> Likewise, also the oh, I'm about to get some you. crazy ass names. I'm about to get some crazy ass names. Likewise, also the second said, "I am strife, strife of strifes. I bring timber, stones, hangers, my weapons on the spot." But I have an angel who frustrates me, Baruchiakiel. Likewise, also the third said, "I am clothod." Which is battle, and I cause the well-behaved to scatter and fall foul one of another. And why do I say so much? I have an angel that frustrates me, Marmaroth. Likewise, also the fourth said, I cause men to forget their sobriety and moderation. I part them and split them into parties, for strife follows me hand in hand. I rend the husband from the shower of bed, and children from parents, and brothers from sisters. But why tell so much to my despite? I have an angel that frustrates me, the great Balthiel. Likewise, also the fifth said, I am power, by power I raise up tyrants and tear down kings. To all rebels I furnish power, I have an angel that frustrates me, Aster Eoth. Likewise, also the sixth said, I am error, O King Solomon, and I will make thee to err as I have made thee err, thee to err when I caused thee to slay thy own brother. Oh, shit. Which is a reference to necromancy of which the object was obliged, which was to oblige the spirit of the dead to enter oneself. Hmm. Oh. I will lead you into error so as pry into graves, and I teach them that dig, and I lead errant souls away from all piety, and many other evil traits are mine. But I have an angel that frustrates me, Uriel, who we've heard before. Hmm. We've got our first repeat angel. Likewise, also the seven said, I am the worst, and I make thee wor the worst off than thou wa waste, wast. 
because I will impose the bonds of Artemis. But the locust will set me free, for by means thereof it is fated that thou shalt achieve my desire. Many, many, many thoughts, which I think means there's like a um, a break in the text. Also, she says bonds of Artemis, which is the same as Hecate, and I don't know. I say Hecate is probably a badass, is a badass bitch. For if it were wise, he would not turn his steps toward me. So I saw him, and having heard and wondered, sealed them with my ring, since they were so considerable. I bade them dig the foundations of the temple of God. Back to union busting. <laughs> For the length of it was 250 cubits. And obviously, he can't do that himself. And I bade them be industrious and with one murmur of joint protest they began to perform the tasks enjoined but i solemn solomon glorified the lord and bade another demon come before me and there was brought to me a demon having all the limbs of a man but without a head like a blimmy <laughs> which is a medieval monster without a head <laughs> that's a me aside that it's like a blimmy without a head and i seeing him said to him tell me who art thou? And he answered, I am a demon. No shit. <laughs> so I said to him, which? Can you be more specific, please? And he answered me, I am called envy, for I delight to devour heads, being desirous to secure for myself a head. Aw, he wants a head. It's a simple wish. But I do not eat enough. But I am anxious to have such a head as thou'st have. Past. I saw him, and on hearing this, sealed him, stretching out my hand against his chest, whereon the demon leaped up and threw himself down, and gave a groan, saying, Woe is me, where am I come to? O traitor Ornias, I cannot see. So I said to him, I am Solomon, tell me then how thou dost manage to see without a head. And he answered me by means of my feelings. So he's in tune with his emotions. Um, <laughs> I then, Solomon, having heard his voice come up to me, asked him how he managed to speak. And he asked, without a head, and he answered me, I, O King Solomon, am holy voice, for I have inherited the voices of many men. For in the case of all men who are called dumb, I, it is, who smashed their heads when they were children and had reached their eighth day. Then when that child is crying in the night, I become a spirit and glide by means of his voice. In the crossways also I have many services to render, and my encounter is fraught with harm. For I grasp in all instant a man's head, and with my hands, as with a sword, I cut it off and put it on to myself. And in this way, by means of the fire which is in me, through my neck, it is swallowed up. I, it is, that since grave mutilations and incurable on men's feet and inflict sores. So this poor dude just really wants a head, and he keeps taking ones, and they just keep being consumed by flames. Where the flames I from? feel bad. His soul. Oh, or okay. his lack of soul. Oh. By means of the fire which is in me. And I, Solomon, on hearing this, said to him, Tell me how thou dost discharge forth the fire. Out of what sources dost thou emit it? And the spirit said to me, From the day star, for here hath not yet been found that Elberion, to whom men offer prayers and kindle lights, and his name is invoked by the seven demons before me, and he cherishes them. 
Um, supposedly the day star could also mean the Orient. So like from the East. Not familiar with this God. But I said to him, tell me his name. But he answered, I cannot tell thee. For if I tell thee his name, I render myself incurable. But he will come in response to his name. And on hearing this, I, Solomon, said to him, tell me then by what angel thou art frustrated. And he answered, by the fiery flash of lightning. And I bowed myself before the Lord God of Israel and bade him remain in the keeping of Beelzebub until Iak should come. Um, I don't know what that means. Then I ordered another demon to come before me, and there came into my presence a hound, having a very large shape, and it Puppy. spoke with a loud voice, saying, Hail, Lord King Solomon. And I, Solomon, was astounded. I said, Who art thou, O hound? And it answered, I do indeed seem to thee to be a hound, but before thou waste, O King Solomon, I was a man that wrought many unholy deeds on earth. I was surprising. I was surpassingly learned in letters, and was so mighty that I could hold the stars of heaven back, and many divine works I did prepare. For I do harm to men who follow after our star, and turn to them too, and I seize the frenzied men by the larynx, and so destroy them. So is this a demon or a man? I think he's a dog man. He was a man, now a hound. So is reincarnation possible? I guess so so confused now i saw him and said to him what is thy name and he answered staff rabdos and i said to him what is thine employment and what results can thou achieve because solomon obviously is still trying to figure out what other labor needs he needs to fill to build his temple and he replied give me thy man and i will lead him away into a mountainous spot and will show him a green stone tossed to and fro with which thou must adorn the temple of the lord god and i solomon on hearing this ordered my servant to set off with him and take the finger ring bearing the seal of blood with him and i said to him whoever shall show thee the green stone seal him with this finger ring and mark the spot with care and bring me the demon hither and the demon showed him the green stone, and he sealed it and brought the demon to me. And I, Solomon, decided to confine with my seal on my right hand to the headless demon, likewise the hound. That was so huge. He should be bound as well. And I bade the hound keep safe the fire spirit, so that lamps, as it were, might by day and night cast their light through its maw on the artisans at work. Because he wants people working around the clock on his temple. And I, Solomon, took from the mine of that stone two hundred shekels for the supports of the table of incense, which was similar in appearance. And I, Solomon, glorified the Lord God and then closed round the treasure of that stone. And I ordered afresh the demons to cut marble for the construction of the house of God. I was going to say, it kind of seems like the demons are actually the one glorifying God because they're the ones building the temple. Solomon hasn't done jack shit. Yeah, doesn't, like, having a demon build the temple, like, cancel out, like, the goodness of... Oh, it seems very conflicting with witchcraft and everything, too. Like, if, like witches... Oh, no, Solomon's demon. a magic man. Well, oh, we haven't gotten to the wand yet. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not It's not here, but in the Old Testament, there is a, wand, a magic wand that is really? canon. Yes! Magic wands are canon. Hmm. Where does that happen? Um, it's, like, in the Old Testament. Well, okay, it's actually just early Christian imagery that Okay, shows... oh, I know about those. Yes. Those are in um 
the Clash of Gods book. Also, like in the catacombs and stuff. Like there's a catacomb of Jesus multiplying the loaves. Because they're showing him like an ancient magician. Yes. And I Solomon prayed to the Lord and asked the hound, saying, By what angel art thou frustrated? And the demon replied, By the great Braos. And I praised the Lord God of heaven and earth and made another demon come forward to me because he does not have enough labor. Mm. And there came before me one in the form of a lion roaring. And he stood and answered me, saying, O king, in the form which I have, I am a spirit quite incapable of being perceived upon all men who lie prostrate with sickness. I leap, coming stealthily along, and I render the man weak, so that his habit of body is enfeebled. But I have also another glory, O king. I cast out demons, and I have legions under my control, which is what Solomon obviously is looking for as a foreman. Mm. And I am capable of being received in my dwelling places along with all the demons belonging to the legions under me. But I, Solomon, on hearing this, asked him, what is thy name? But he answered, Lion Bear, Wrath, and Kind. And I said to him, how art thou to be frustrated along with thy legions? What angel is it that frustrates thee? And he answered, if I tell thee my name, I buy not myself alone, but also the legions of demons under me. So this guy's really fucking smart. And he's like, look, I got all this labor. He's like a contractor. Hmm. He's got all these employees and he doesn't want to be manipulated by Solomon. So I said to him, I adjure thee in the name of God's uh, sabbath to tell me by what name thou art frustrated along with thy host and the spirit answered me the quote great among men who is to suffer many things at the hands of men whose name is the figure 644 which is emmanuel he it is who has bound us and who will then come and plunge us from the steep underwater this is an allusion to a story that I will talk about much later, but um, to Jesus, who was kind of an asshole about these people's uh, swine and he, them drown. Anyways, so there's all these like, that is canon. That's in the New Testament. I'll talk all about that later. Okay. In a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> the time Jesus killed entire towns, population of a swine, aka pigs, aka their source of sustenance, meat, because he was a dick. Anyways, he is no noisy and abroad in the three lets which bring him down. So also the whole point of this thing too is that there's lots of allusions to like the New Testament and uh Christ throughout mm. as well, because they're he's kind of like showing that this is like precursor to some things that happen with Jesus. Hmm. And I, Solomon, on hearing this, glorified God and condemned le condemned his legion to carry wood from the thicket. Like I said, he wanted his labor. And I condemned the lion-shaped one himself to saw up the wood small with his teeth for burning in the unquenchable furnace for the temple of God. Yes. What? We just have a, a lion gnawing in the thicket. Like Okay, okay. So, no. So... <laughs> The lion has legions of its own demons that answer to him. They are going to the thicket and bringing in all the wood to the temple. And then the lion is being forced to chop up the wood with his teeth and smaller pieces that are then being put into the ongoing fire at the temple that's just burned for God. He already had employees. 
Solomon doesn't want to have to pay these people a living wage. He wants them to work day and night. He was looking for scabs. I mean, he was utilizing child labor before this, so like. And half of their income and food was being stolen by a demon anyways. But like, do demons really need food? No, that's why he wants to enslave them, because he doesn't have to pay them. He doesn't have to feed them. So are the demons just stealing food because they're assholes? I mean, that checks out for demons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I worship the Lord God of Israel and bade another demon come forward. And there came before me a dragon, three-headed, a fearful hue. And I questioned him, who art thou? And he answered me, I am a caltrope-like spirit whose activity in three lines. Supposedly, the tribolos was a three-spiked instrument thrown on the ground to wound horses' feet during battle. Which, that's really fucked up. Poor horses. I am a caltrope-like spirit whose activity in three lines. But I blind children in women's wombs and trill their ears round, and I make them deaf and mute. And I have again in my third head means of slinging, and I smite men in the limbless part of, of the body and cause them to fall down and foam and grind their teeth. And I have my own way being frustrated, Jerusalem being signified in writing upon the place called, quote, of the head. For there is appointed the angel of the great council, and now he will openly dwell on the cross. He doth frustrate me, and to him I am subject, a.k.a. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I caught that one. <laughs> yeah. So he gives people seizures. Yeah. Okay. So this is epilepsy, the demon. All right. <laughs> a dragon. Mm-hmm. A dra- an epilepsy-causing dragon demon. Mm-hmm. Just picturing with three heads. But with three heads. Also, what did he do to women's wombs? Did you say he blinds women's wombs? And twists their ears? He blinds children in women's wombs and twirls their ears around, making them deaf and mute. Hmm. So that's kind of shitty. Can you imagine Mushu with three heads and if he could just cause people to have epilepsy, how quickly Mulan would have won that war? Also, how manic he was when played by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Eddie Murphy having like three different personalities for Mushu would have been amazing. Yeah, and also terrifying, <laughs> in a way. Oh, very overwhelming. But in the place where thou sittest, O King Solomon, standeth the column of in the air of the demon called ep hath brought it up from the red sea from inner arabia so ep has reappeared the wind demon oh is this a snail the snail wind demon but not the slug dirty demon i don't believe that's a different demon i'm so confused there's so many demons yeah there's a lot of demons. I think he's just making up names at this point the demon called ep hath brought it up from the red sea from inner arabia he it is that shall be shut up in a skin bottle and brought before thee. Ooh, like a genie. Or a gen. Does he mean like a... Like a water skin? Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. Skin bottle. It just sounds gross. <laughs> well, also, sometimes they would call uh, water containers like water skins. But that is like a vernacular that has been used. So it's pretty much a gen, which is super cool. They kept in a bottle like a genie. Like from mm-hmm. Aladdin. Can you imagine the genie from Aladdin? Like, what are your three wishes? And it's like, I need demons to build my temple. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? I'm imagining more like a Jafar turned into a genie. Mm. Um, 
Ooh, mm. yes. But at the entrance of the temple, which thou hast begun to build, O King Solomon, lie stored much gold, which dig thou up and carry off. And I, Solomon, sent my servant and found it to be a demon told me, and I sealed him with my ring and praised the Lord God. The demon just told him that there was a whole treasure trove of gold in the front of where he's building his temple. And Solomon's like, woo! <laughs> Maybe if Solomon was doing this work, he'd have found it himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and so I said to him, what art thou called? And the demon said, I am the crest of dragons. And I bade him make bricks in the temple. He had human hands. I don't like that. I'm just imagining this like three-headed. I should have read this entire thing. Hi, I think that would have been really great. <laughs> he had human hands. Okay. And I adored the Lord God of Israel and bade another demon present himself. And there came before me a spiritual woman's form that had a head without any limbs. And her hair was disheveled, so a floating head. And I said to her, who art thou? But she answered, nay, who art thou? And why dost thou want to hear concerning me? But as thou wouldst learn, here I stand bound before thy face. Go then into thy royal storehouses and wash thy hands. Then sit down afresh before thy tribunal and ask me questions, and thou shalt learn, O king, who I am. So she's like, Solomon, you want to know who I am? Bitch, go clean up. You <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty man. Oh, wash your hands. Wash your hands, wash your dick, wash everything. She's got a point. This is in the Bible. <laughs> and I, Solomon, did as she enjoined me and restrained myself because of the wisdom dwelling in me in order that I may hear of her deeds and reprehend them and manifest them to men. So Solomon's like, yeah, cool. I, I, I guess I need to promote hygiene to all of my all of the all of my friends which um yes please do and i sat down and said to the demon what art thou and she said i am called among men obizuth and by night i sleep not but my but go my rounds all over the world and visit women in childbirth and divining the hour i take my stand if i am lucky i strangle the child but if not i retire to another place for i cannot for a single night retire unsuccessful for i am a fierce spirit of myriad names and many shapes and now hither now thither i roam and to westering parts i go my rounds but at as it now is thou hast sealed me round with the ring of god thou hast done nothing I am not standing before thee, and thou wilt not be able to command me, for I have no work other than the destruction of children, and the making of their ears to be deaf in the working of evil to their eyes, and the binding the mouths with the bond, and the ruin of their minds, and the painting of their bodies. So pretty much she's like, I have no arms, I can't do, I can't do any work for you, I'm just a floating head who's gonna bitch at you about your hygiene. And he goes, when I, Solomon, heard this, I marveled at her appearance, for I beheld all her body to be in darkness, but her glance was altogether bright and greeny, and her hair was tossed wildly like a dragon's, and the whole of her limbs were invisible, and her voice was very clear as it came to me, and I cunningly said, Tell me by what angel thou art frustrated, O evil spirit. By, she answered me, by the angel of God called Aphorot, which is interpreted Raphael by whom I am frustrated now and for all time. His name, if any man know it and write the same on a woman in childbirth, then I shall not be able to enter her. For a name, the number is 640. Claire, write this down. 
You need to see if any of your medieval birthing charms, if anybody is writing the name of Raphael on a pregnant woman's belly when she's giving birth. I've never heard of or that. Or 640. Look it up. Well, actually, don't look it up, but but just write it down. <laughs> Hang on. Well, I'm going to keep reading while you look stuff up. And I, Solomon, having heard this and having glorified the Lord, ordered her to be bound and that she should be hung up in front of the temple of God, that all the children of Israel as they pass might see it and glorify the Lord God of Israel, who had given me this authority with wisdom and power from God by means of the signet. Seems like emotional trauma for the kids walking into this temple to see this just floating lady head just wreathed in darkness. And I again ordered another demon to come before me and the and, and the came rolling itself along. One in appearance like a dragon, but having the face and hands of a man. And all its limbs except the feet were those of a dragon. And it had wings on its back. And when I beheld it, I was astonished and said, Who art thou, demon, and what art thou called? And whence hast thou come? Tell me. And the spirit answered, This is the first time I have stood before thee, O King Solomon. I am a spirit made into a god among men, but now brought to naught by the ring and wisdom vouched to thee by God. Now I am the so-called winged dragon, and I chamber not with many women, but only with a few that are of fair shape, which possess the name of Zuli. I don't know. Upstar. (laughs) And I pair with them the guise of a spirit winged in form... (laughs) because all of a sudden we hit to greek i mean we went to latin okay (laughs) and she on whom i have left goes heavy with child and that which is born of her becomes eros but since such offspring cannot be carried by men the woman in question breaks wind (laughs) (laughs) wow <laughs> Way to tell we just went to gen- <laughs> we just went into gen territory here. <laughs> um since is my role, suppose then only that I am satisfied and all the other demons molest and disturbed by thee will speak the whole truth. But those composed of fire will cause to be burned up by the fire, the material of the logs which is to be collected by them for the building of the temple. I'm confused. I'm very confused. <laughs> How do we move from <laughs> pregnant women breaking wind to whatever the fuck he's, is happening? He's like, he's like I'm such so a lost. Spiral. There's so many demons. And as the demon said this, I saw the spirit go forth from his mouth. It consumed the wood of the frankincense tree and burned up all the logs which we had placed in the temple of God. And I, Solomon, saw what the spirit had done, and I marveled. And by having glorified God, I asked the dragon-shaped demon with a human head and a human hands, tell me, by what angel art thou frustrated? And he answered, by the great angel, which has its seat in the second heaven, which is called in Hebrew, Bazazeth. And I, Solomon, having heard this and having evoked his angel, condemned him, sought marbles for the building of the temple of God. And I praised God and commanded another demon to come before me. Oh my God! When, <laughs> when like, would it? There's so many demons. Seriously, <laughs> how many more demons are there? Several. I'm probably gonna skip some, but I am. I'm not getting close to the end. Um, oh, I'm gonna no. speed through. I'm gonna speed through some of this. 
Okay, I'm gonna speed through some of this. Yeah, how much longer okay. is like? This <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Blah blah blah. Um. There's a female. The name Ine Sigios. Why I don't know what the fuck. Um. <laughs> blah blah blah. Yes. Um. <laughs> oh, this one's kind of fun. Um. I use the seal of God and the spirit prophesies to me saying, this is what thou King Solomon dost to us. But after a time, thy kingdom shall be broken and again in season. This temple shall be riven asunder and all Jerusalem shall be undone by the king of the Persians and Medes and Chaladins and the vessels of this temple, which thou makest shall be put in servile uses of the gods and along with them, all the jars in which thou dost shut us up shall be broken by the hands of men and then we shall go forth in great power hither and thither and be disseminated all over the world wait they're in jars now how are they how are they supposed to build the temple if they're in a jar well <laughs> they're being stored in jars like pokeball they're being stored in jar pokeballs so they're like do they get to go back in their jar when they're done working this is an allusion to the temple being destroyed and so oh, when the temple that. was destroyed, they broke all the jars. They escaped. So, like, do they get to rest in their jars in between working? Or are they just working, 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 and then they're done and they get shut up in a jar? I think they're working, 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 and then they're shut up into a jar. Hmm. So what's the conclusion to this? Like, what? Does Solomon I guess the get temple tired gets of, built. Does Solomon <laughs> just get tired of talking to demons? Or, like... How many demons um blah 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 so, so there's a demon called rayu barsafel er arot selil eodil sphenodonel sphandor belbel hertel adoniel i did see that trader joe's had plant-based baby bell cheeses I did see that as well i am going to be making my way there at some point <laughs> medit Theax, Relilded, Atrax, the twenty, the twenty third, the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty seventh, the thirtieth. Visualization. Oh my god. For the, the, <laughs> this is what I uh, imagine um... the jars are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a single oh, use. Up, is that the three headed hound? Oh, not the hound. That's the the three headed dragon with the human hands. <laughs> He's making clay, <laughs> clay bricks. Oh, okay. He's not happy about it. <laughs> okay okay i think we're i've gotten to pretty much he got through 36 demons and a list um and i solomon when i heard this glorify the god of heaven and earth and i commanded them to fetch water in the temple of god and i have furthermore prayed to the lord god it caused the demons without that hamper humanity to be bound and made to approach the temple of god some of these demons i condemned to do the heavy work of the construction of the temple of god others i shut up in prisons others i ordered to wrestle with fire in the making of gold and silver so he also put them to work making gold and silver sitting <laughs> down by lead and spoon and i make ready places for the other demons in which they should be confined is there a demon making jars for the demons to live in? Probably. <laughs> yeah, you're going to make the prisons I'm going to put you in after I'm done with you. Yeah. Like, why does he have to imprison them? Why can't they just go, like, do their little... Cause demon? havoc? Because he needs them right now. 
These are his All right, guys, it's scheduled stores. maintenance day out of the jars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. The south wall collapsed. We need a, we need some, uh, we had some heavy rains and, uh, all right, come on, let's go. Kachunk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, where, where's my, where's my water demons at? Uh, I need, uh, yeah. Um, and I, Solomon, had much quiet in all the earth and spent my life in profound peace, honored by all men and by all under heaven. And I built the entire temple by the Lord. <laughs> oh, the entire you, temple. you built the entire temple by the Lord? You? That's, got, that's one of those things that's got a little asterisk at the top. <laughs> Thanks to the labor of an unnumbered amount of demons who actually did all of the work. And for the rest of and for the rest, the city of Jerusalem had reposed, rejoicing and delighted. And all the kings of the earth came to me from the ends of the earth to behold the temple, which I builded to the Lord God. And having heard of the wisdom given to me, they did homage to me in the temple, bringing gold and silver and precious stones, many and uh, div- divers, which um, is like a type of uh, coin. And bronze and iron and lead and cedar logs and woods decay, not that not they brought me for the equipment of the temple of god and among them also the queen of the south being a witch came in great concern and bowed low before me to the earth and having heard my wisdom she glorified the god of israel and she made formal trial of all of of all my wisdom of all love in which i instructed her according to the wisdom imparted to me and all the sons of israel glorified god and I, and behold, in those days, one of the workmen of ripe old age threw himself before me and said, King Solomon, pity me because I am old. <laughs> so I bade him stand up and tell me. I bade him stand up and said, tell me, old man, all you will. And he answered, I beseech you, king. I have an only born son and he insults and beats me repeatedly and plucks out the hair of my head and threatens me with painful death. Therefore, I beseech you to avenge me. Oh, I hope he picks out a demon and says, I choose you, but blizzle, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, Solomon, on hearing this, felt compunction as I looked at his old age, and I bade the child be brought to me. And when he was brought, I questioned whether it was true, and the youth said, I was not so filled with madness as to strike my father with my hand. Be kind to me, old king, for I have dared not to commit such impiety, poor wretch that I am. But I, Solomon, on hearing this from the youth, extorted the old man to reflect on the matter and accept his son's apology. However, he would not, but said he would rather let him die. And as the old man would not yield, I was about to pronounce sentence on the youth when I saw Ornias, the demon, laughing. I was very angry at the demons laughing in my presence, and I ordered my men to remove the other parties and brought forward Ornias before my tribunal. And when he was brought before me, I said to him, Cursed one, why didst thou look at me and laugh? And the demon answered, Prithee thee, king, it was not because of thee I laughed, but because of this ill-startled man and the wretched youth his son. For after three days his son will die untimely, and lo, the old man desires to foully make away with him. But I, Solomon, having heard this, said to the demon, is that true that thou speakest? And he answered, It is true, O king. And I, on hearing that, bade them remove the demons so they should again bring before me the old man with the son. I bade them make friends with one another again, and I supplied them with food. And then I told the old man after three days to bring his son again to me here, and I said, I will attend to him. And they saluted me and went their way. 
And when they were gone, I ordered Ananias to be brought forward and said to him, Tell me how you know this. And he answered, We demons ascend to the firmament of heaven and fly about among the stars. And we hear the sentences which go forth upon the souls of men. And forthwith we come, and whether by force of influence or by fire or by sword or by some accident, we, uh, we veil our act of destruction. And if a man does not die by some untimely disaster by violence, then we demons transform ourselves in such a way as to appear to men and be worshipped in our human nature. I, therefore, having heard this glorify the Lord God, again I questioned the demons, saying, Tell me how ye can ascend into heaven, being demons amidst the stars and holy angels intermingle. And he answered, These things are fulfilled in heaven, so also on earth are fulfilled the types of all of them. For there are principalities, authorities, world rulers, and we demons fly about in the air, and we hear the voices of the heavenly beings and survey all the powers. And having no ground basis on which to lighten rest, we lose strength and fall like leaves from trees, and men seeing us imagine that the stars are falling from heaven. But it's not really so, O king, but we fall because of our weakness, and because we have no nowhere anything to lay hold of so we fall down like lightnings in the depth of night and suddenly and we set cities and flames and fire the fields for the stars have firm foundations in the heavens like the sun and the moon wow this feels like a very roundabout way of answering the question (laughs) (laughs) um we fly but we're not we fly (laughs) we really suck at it um so blah 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 um some derogatory stuff about arabs how delightful ep comes back (laughs) and um okay here here's here comes the ending and i solomon glorify god and adorn the temple of the lord with all fair seeming and i was glad in spirit in my kingdom and there was peace in my days i took wives of my own from every land because he had 700 (laughs) of them who were numberless so he honestly doesn't know and i marched against the jebusians and there i saw the jebusian daughter of a man and fell violently in love with her and desired to take her to wife along with my other wives that i can't count don't like the terminology feeling violently in love (laughs) and i said priest give me the Sonmanatis, i.e. Shunamimite to wife. But the priest of Moloch said to me, If thou lovest this maiden, go in and worship our gods, the great god Raphan and the god called Moloch. I therefore was in fear of the glory of God and did not follow to worship. And I said to them, I will not worship a strange god. What is this proposal that ye compel me to do so much? But they said, uh blank um part in the text by our fathers and when i answered that i would not on no account worship strange gods they told the maiden not to sleep with me until i complied and sacrificed to the gods i then was moved by crafty arrows brought and laid by her for by and laid by her for me five grasshoppers saying Take these grasshoppers and crush them together in the name of the god Moloch, and then I will sleep with you. And this I actually did. And once the spirit of God departed from me, I became weak as well as foolish in my words. And after that, I was obliged by her to build a temple of idols to Baal, 
and to Rafa and to Moloch and to the uh, and to the other idols. I then, wretch that I am, followed her advice, and the glory of God quite departed from me, and my spirit was darkened, and I became the sport of idols and demons. Wherefore I wrote out this testament that ye who get possession of it may pity and attend to the last things, and not the first, so that ye may find grace for ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the first part of the story doesn't seem to match the second. Still confused. But um just... see, okay, okay, okay. The the pretty much the whole concept of the story is that Solomon got a magic ring, he then controlled demons and forced them into labor to build the temple of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he throws that all away so that he can sleep with some random woman. Yes. And then he wrote out this testament so everyone would know his folly. So because at the end of it all, he loses everything because of a woman. A uh, cool story. because he made a dumb-ass <laughs> decision. <laughs> Anyways... Um, I will agree with Claire that um, it does make sense why this is not canon, but I will say that I think this is a fantastic story that um, is really fantastic. And I will say that um, and fun and exciting and demony and that all of these made up names that became the demons Um show up again in <sighs> demological texts later on and possibly lots of movies that people have seen in the past 50 years. Oh, I did do some reading and find that, like, Raphael does show up in childbirth charms, but only with, like, Gabriel and Michael. So it's just, like, the Ooh. sort of, like, top three. like Top three archangels. I think you need to investigate because like the whole there's like a whole story that um which we'll talk about the devil at some point but there's like a whole story where the devil was an archangel who was god's favorite child god's favorite son and then was thrown down from heaven but honestly like the devil in this text Beelzebub, seemed like a pretty good dad he was gonna rat out his, his only son yeah yeah but and there's all sorts of yeah i mean his son never showed up his see his sea son <laughs> so you know he's a good dad didn't rat him out i just got lost in the sea of names <laughs> there was a, a lot when we got the seven so many lady demons all at once being like weird various oh. aspects of personalities <laughs> that are stereotypical of women i'm i'm telling you like it once you get to like verses yeah there's like a whole thing it's like and the eighth said and the ninth said and the tenth oh, and it goes all the way to 36 well, and also just and, the random um, specification of, like, and it had human hands, like, at the end of everything, where it was not related <laughs> to anything that came before. I had, it had <laughs> no head, and it would chop up other people's head, but mm-hmm. then that, that head would catch on fire, and then have to go find another head. It's yeah. like, that poor demon just wanted a head. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was just like, the, we're talking to this three-headed dragon, it seems like, oh, yeah, it's following the same pattern as the other ones, and he's like, and I've sent it off to go and make, like bricks and and, like, and by the way it had human hands <laughs> i like our slug demon the best but <laughs> get the medical cure <laughs> wow 
What quality just, episode? Wow, this is probably one of the more confusing, perplexing uh, biblical episodes. But this is like the type of stuff where like this was like this text survived probably because it was popular. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why <though>? they were... <laughs> I, will, I will say that this was originally written in Greek. So maybe the translation's not the best. There are some parts that are missing. Is this where yeah. we get the it's all Greek to me idiom? <laughs> it's all Greek to me. It is. I don't know if that's where we get the idiom from, but I just think it needs to be re-Englished in more like legible um understanding. Well, there I will I will say that there were other translations that I could have accessed and scholarly books and articles about it. Like there's actually much more contemporary scholarship on it and translations. And there's a whole book that um, I found published through Cambridge University Press that was about Solomon, like the Song of Solomon. So the biblical recalling back to our biblical porn episode, mm-hmm. Song of Song. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and then also talking about this text in okay. one book. But at the same time, for our podcast, I'm trying to find, like, stuff that people can actually look at that's not behind a scholarly paywall. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, I was not going to read that. So far, um, my experience with Solomon and Solomon-related things so far just makes it sound kind of like Solomon is kind of a douche. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I've heard of the phrase, like, the wisdom of Solomon and everything. And I'm like, this guy does not seem very wise. He just kind of seems like a douchey asshole. The Elon Musk of biblical patriarchs. (laughs) 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 He gets all this credit, but when, like, you actually, like, listen to what he's saying, it's just kind of, like, this guy's just a huge asshole. Okay, I guess we should probably, like, actually properly close the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, well, until our next lesson, maybe with less demons. Maybe with less demons. <laughs> or at least with less I can't really games. imagine more demons. I just can't. Well, you're in charge of the next episode, Claire. Oh, so... oh right. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Jesus turning water into wine. Um, Ooh. the biblical kegger episode that um we'll demons? also be talking about the Eucharist. It's gonna be real fun. We should agree on some wine to drink during the water into wine. I like that idea. So until our next Sunday school lesson. Ciao. Bye-bye. Adios.